Strong feelings that could make their way back into Danville schools. It's an issue the district has talked about for years, whether or not to have school uniforms. Last night, there was a special meeting to seriously consider it once again. Our Amanda Porterfield was there and gives us this report. Reverend R.J. Davis is a pastor of City Alderman and has put two kids through the district. It has gotten to the point where they have lost respect in terms of others around them. The students, uh, uh, they just really uh, wear what they want to wear, irregardless to whether, what the atmosphere is. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's, it's okay, you can just do it. It's just, just say Internet Airwaves, it sounds really cool. Alright, sorry, I'm just... Internet gonna... Airwaves. Okay then, please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, your host, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Airgardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Uh, it is, uh, it's good to be back. Uh, we do the show once a week, and it's been having a, a good audience. We've been having a good time with it. I've been having a good time with it. Uh, and uh, I welcome you, if you're new to the program, uh, to wonder, uh, to wonder, to listen and enjoy. And uh, as, I, as I promote uh, my own self. I'm putting this in. Uh, this is Radio Irregardless. This is your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. And uh, I uh, I kind of ramble on about some stuff. I talk to some comics and actors and movie stars and uh, musicians and all kinds of artists in general. Uh, but most of the time, it's me rambling with my uh, lovely uh, on, on-air listening audience. And if you are listening through Mixler.com, feel free to... Uh, chat to uh, converse with me live on the air. And if you're listening through my website, markscalia.com, if you'd like to converse uh, through the chat, just click the box that you're listening to, little speaker box, and that will send you to the Mixler website. You sign in using uh, maybe uh, your Facebook address or a regular email. And certainly you can click on and then you can join the live chat. So if uh, again, if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. The show's been going on for uh, coming up on our year anniversary, which is nice. Um, and um, I would like to just go right into it. I don't want to mess around. I want to go into it. I want to talk about uh, the the things that have been happening. So if you would uh, permit me, uh, I lost my intro for the thing. You would think, uh, I was trying to hopefully, <laughs> I was trying to get a technical perfect show. It's a technically perfect show. I've been going for about a year now, and I've not yet had the perfect show, um, technically. So I- I'm going to try. So let's try happening, happening. There it is, right there. That's what I was looking for. I was listening for that, and I couldn't find it. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put it in the live show breaks and put it in bits and clips, and there we go. And there we go. There's the happening now intro. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to click listen this. So if you are listening, 
Uh, let's try it again. This is the happening now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. It's happening right now. And uh, a couple things in the news uh, uh, before I get into the, the big story, the one I actually did all the um, the prep work for. Um, uh, a wonderful actor actually died today. Uh, amazing film work. Uh, just fantastic. Bob Hotchkits, and I want to actually get his name right. Uh, Hotchkins uh, actually died today. And I'm looking him up right now on IMDb. Um, and I just want to quote some of his films that he was in. Of course, one of his most famous roles was um, Roger Rabbit, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He was also in the Disney picture uh, Hook in 91, uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. He did a Brit part at the Enemy at the Gates. Uh, over almost 100 films, um, you know, something in the past. Yes, yeah, Snow White and the Huntsman. He played that recently in 2012. Uh, he was doing A Christmas Carol. He did Fezziwig and Old Joe. Uh, that was, the, I believe, the animated version. Um, and uh, let's see what else. What is it? Sparkle. He was in Sparkle, The Wind and the Willows. He was in Garfield, too. I didn't know there was a Garfield, too. He's son of the Mask. I remember that. He played Odin, which, you know, of course, you know, you got to get an English actor to play Odin at some point. Um so it's, uh, you know, Enemy of the Gates, Don Quixote, Let the Good Times Roll, David Copperfield, uh, you know, Captain Jack, just his, just, he was on Saturday Night Live. Uh, let's say just tons and tons and tons of movies, Tales of the Crypt. He played Jay Hoover and Nixon. Uh, he was in Balto, which was the uh, animated film again. Uh, of course, nobody else likes to mention this, but he was in Super Mario Brothers, <laughs> which is, unfortunate um but yes he was in um he was in mario brothers which is just i'm sorry but of course there's uh there's who framed roger rabbit which is a classic and i would i'm gonna play the uh and it's been let's see how long's it been since roger rabbit came out let me double check that who framed roger rabbit it came out in 1988 so actually last year was the 25th anniversary because 20 would be 2008, then 5 at 2013. So it just experienced its 25th anniversary. And here's the actual trailer. It's the winner of three Academy Awards, like you've never seen it before. Who Framed Roger Rabbit 25th Anniversary Edition. I'm a toon. Toons make people laugh. For the first time on eye-popping Blu-ray, it's the edge-of-your-seat thriller that hits like a ton of bricks. We toons may act idiotic, but we're not stupid. It's groundbreaking. The whole thing stinks like yesterday's diapers. A technically amazing feat. Allow me, Mademoiselle. It says rabbit sees stars, not birds. Stars! Can we lose the playback, please? Tunes. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. And that's not all. There's also three digitally restored shorts. What a Catch Who Framed Roger Rabbit 25th Anniversary Edition for the first time on Blu-ray. And, uh, of course, that's that's probably just going to be amazing on Blu-ray. Uh, the anniversary, again, was last year. Uh, but that is uh, my little tribute to Bob Hotchkiss. Uh, Hotchkins. Hotchkiss. Hotchkiss. I was messing his name up completely. Um, but the part of the uh, monologue that I've actually started doing, I wanted to talk about the whole... 
Donald Sterling thing. Um, I actually got into a very interesting conversation about uh, Donald Sterling today at an event I did. And I told somebody something that I was actually kind of interesting. I didn't realize his name was Donald, and I kept calling him Roger, Roger Sterling. And for those of you who watch any type of TV show, you will understand the premise of this next bit. Just me, or is the lobby full of Negroes? Yeah, it bothers me a lot that you want to broadcast that you're associating with black people. You could sleep with them, you could bring them in, you could do whatever you want. The little I ask you is not to promote it on that and, and not to bring them to my games. God, I miss the 50s. <laughs> so. So I thought it was Roger Sterling from Mad Men, so I decided to do that quick little promo um, for the Roger slash Donald Sterling. Um, but I wanted to bring this up because this is a huge, huge controversy, and I'll let you know where I stand on this. I disagree with some of what's going on. Now, let's just put it out there. What he said was asinine. What he said was uh, ridiculous. What he said is, you know, his opinion. So that being said... That being said, I do not agree with what he said, but make no mistake, what he said is not considered racism. Because the definition of racism, and I will I will assure you that I'm looking it up right now, racism, let's see, racism, the actual definition, not the Wikipedia, and I'll go the actual definition. The actual definition is the belief or doctrine that inherent differences among the various human races determine culturally or individually uh, individual achievement, usually involving the ideas that one's own race is superior and has the right to rule others. Second, a policy system of government, etc., based on uh, based upon or fostering such doctrine, uh, i.e., discrimination. Three, hatred or intolerance of an hatred or intolerance of another race or races. Now, does he have intolerance? You can construct, you can construe that he might, but you can't actually say he does. Does he have hatred? No, he has a bias. So what he said is not technically racist. It is bigoted. It is opinionated and all that. Is it is it wrong? Certainly. I wouldn't say things like that. It's not my place. I don't care. I don't care if you're white, green, yellow, orange, brown, off-white, whatever you are. If you're human, you're fucked up anyway. So I don't care. So I just I will just make fun of you because of your intelligence and your actions, not of your skin tone. That's just ridiculous. But he, what he said is not racism. What he said is bigotry, and I want to make that very clear because the reason we have racism and bigotry as two different words is because they're two different things. And he was fined by the, uh, let's see, where is that information? He was actually fined um, by, the, uh, by the organization. Uh, what is it? 2.5 million. 2.5 million. 2.5 million dollars and banned him for life for quote-unquote making racist comments in a recorded conversation. First of all, the conversation was private, 
And he was, I hate to say it, but I listened to all of it today. I listened and it almost sounded like he was talking about something else and used the word black as a descriptor, not as a main kind of talking point. Um, and it's just, it's fucking crazy. It's just crazy that he got fined $2.5 million for something he said in his house that somebody else got him on tape. And I don't even know if he knew he was being recorded. So it's kind of a weird situation. But let's go back. Let's go back almost 20, actually 21 years. Does anyone remember Marge Schott? Does anybody remember that name? Because in 1993, she owned the Cincinnati Reds. And she was suspended one year and fined $25,000 for bringing quote-unquote, disrepute and embarrassment to the sport when she repeatedly, repeatedly used racial and ethnic slurs. She used them. She actually said things. She actually said words that are indeed racist. And she was fined 10, like she was fined 10%. He was fined 2.5 million. She was fined 25,000. No, let me actually, no, that's a thousand percent. If I, yeah, let me do the math right. That's a thousand times or a hundred. No, it's not a hundred times because a hundred times would be 250. She was fined a thousand times more. 25,000 versus 2.5 million. She was banned for a year. She was suspended for a year. This guy's getting a lifetime ban. I'm just saying, I think that's a little extreme. I think it's a very, yeah, she was fucking crazy too. There's no doubt in my mind. She was crazy too. But you can't do that. And now what's going to happen is they're going to boycott and all that stuff. And then, of course, the president got involved. And I understand he's black. And I understand that this is about his race, if you want to do it. I don't believe in the word race. We're all the same race. We're different breeds. We're like dogs. We're the same. We're the same race. We just different breeds. So he's complaining that his group, like he's commenting. People are like, what do you think? And because it's his group, he commented, which I understand. But his comment was, I don't think we have to interpret. I don't think I have to interpret those statements for you. They kind of speak for themselves. When ignorant folks want to advertise their ignorance, you don't really have to. You don't really have to do anything. You just let them talk. I suspect the NBA is going to be deeply concerned in uh, in, revol- in resolving this. Now, I understand. I agree. If you're ignorant and you open your mouth and you say stuff, my mother always said, you give an idiot enough rope and they'll hang themselves. That's how it works. But my problem is what this guy done. Now, I know he had some track records or something like that. He was sued previously for about, you know, trying to not get, blacks and latinos homes or something like that and but he was uh i had that information i don't know where it went he was actually uh he won that case he actually won it so i'm not saying the guy's not an asshole he probably is but he's 80 years old he's owned the clippers since 1981 the naacp gave him a lifetime achievement award they were going to give him another one And they went, wait a minute, hold on a second. And they didn't give it to him. But he was kind of, you know, his 31-year-old girlfriend, who I think is a mixed race, I think. And 
He was talking to her. So if you listen to the tapes, if you actually listen to the tapes, it sounds like he's telling her, I don't care if you're seeing somebody else or if you're sleeping with them. I just don't want you to bring them to the game. Meaning it sounded like he was saying, I don't want you to bring your boyfriends to the game where you're my mistress. It's... I don't know what the whole story is. I just think that it's a little fucking extreme to find the guy $2.5 million, ban him for life. When the, this, this is an example of the punishment does not meet the crime. I believe not saying he didn't do something wrong, but certainly he did it in his own house when I don't know if he was being recorded. And even if, even if he knew he was being recorded or if he didn't know, that's kind of something you don't say like that. Um, or at all for that matter. But I really think that because they were having a quote unquote lover spat, that might've been more of the conversation than the whole black thing, white, black thing, racism thing, or however we want to call it. And it's, I mean, I've had a couple debates with a few, a few people. And again, I'm not taking sides. I think everybody's an asshole. I don't care what color you are. You just, if you're an asshole, you're an asshole. I don't care. And I don't like... I don't like people in general, so to distinguish one group over the other, I don't care. I tell jokes to everybody. I act for everybody. I do. That's my audience. The world is my audience. If you're a moron, well, then I'll look at you in private and go, you're a moron. But if somebody's taping me, call somebody a moron, I'm going to just go, yeah, I said it. I think this guy, well, he's 80 years old. He don't give a shit. <laughs> What's he give a shit? He's not going to, he's going to, they're, they're trying to make him, they're trying to, they're forcing him. They're trying to force his hand to sell the team, which I understand. I just, it's just crazy. I think Magic Johnson's line was one of the funniest lines. He just goes, he does know the NBA is like 70% African-American, right? <laughs> and I'm like, yep. Womp, womp. So uh, that's my kind of take on this. But I guess if you're listening to this broadcast and you take a l one thing away, take this away. It doesn't matter at all. Nothing matters. Don't lose your mind. Let it go. It's not that big a deal. He didn't do anything. And even if he did, then you get then you just go, you know, I'm going to get around it. I'm going to work it. Just leave it better than you found it. If this guy's kind of a douche, let him be a douche, try to work around him. But two, uh, $2.5 million, I mean, the guy's a billionaire. That's like that's like me finding a nickel on the street. He don't give a shit. And you think that's going to show him? You think, oh, that'll show him? No, that ain't going to show him. People are going to be people are going to be people. My dad was almost 80 years old when he died eight years ago, and he still referred to black people as colored. He didn't mean it as a racist thing because it wasn't a racist thing. It's what he knew. It's what he grew up with. And he had friends that were black and he had friends that are gay and he had friends that are Jewish and he had friends that are Polish and he had friends that are Italian. He had all kinds of friends, but he called things the way he knew. And that's it. Like, I can't stand the term African-American, just like I can't stand the term European-American. I'm not European-American. I'm American. I'm of Italian descent but I'm third generation. If I was from Europe and I moved here, or if I was born here, then I could kind of say I'm European-American. But just, there's too many, if you're going to label yourself, I don't care how many descriptors you put on yourself, that's fine. When you start labeling things, that's kind of a bad thing. So if you take anything away from this, just 
Stop labeling people. You can put as many descriptors as you want it, you know, tall, short, young, old, fat, skinny, um, white, black, green, red, blonde, brunette, redhead, uh, ginger, <laughs> if you want, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, just, just let it all go, baby. Just let it go. So that's part of it. Um, so as my travel, as I was doing all that and doing some research, I saw, I found something very, very interesting today. Uh, interesting. Um, as I was searching, uh, for stories about, uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Sterling, uh, not Roger Sterling, but Donald Sterling, actually, as I was looking up, uh, for uh, Donald Sterling, I came across a few things. Uh, one of them is, uh, as I was looking up, John Slattery um, actually plays uh, Roger Sterling in Mad Men. And I looked uh, I looked him up. Oh, is that the wrong one? Oh, I got the wrong one. There we go. Um, yeah, so John Slattery is, uh, it plays Roger Sterling in Mad Men. And I found out something very interesting. Because my show broadcasts from uh, Salem, Massachusetts, and basically the Northeast and the Boston area, um, I went, oh, I didn't know John Slattery. Um, you know, well, I knew John Slattery played Roger Sterling. But what I didn't know is John Slattery was actually born in Boston. Did you know that? If you didn't, now you do. Because... I'm telling you that, and that's how you know. Yes, he was born in Boston in 1962. So he's, this is freaking me out completely. I'm born in 68. He's born in 62. He's six years older than I am. Only six years. Only six years. Almost to the day, two weeks. He's two weeks, and I'm two weeks and six years younger than he is. And I'm 45, so he's 51. He's still he's still young. That's not. I don't think that's old. But he's born in Boston. I didn't know that. I also found out who's born in, born in Boston, Clark Gregg. Now, for those of you who don't know who Clark Gregg is, I will now say Agent Colson. That is Clark Gregg. He was also born in Boston, and I didn't know that. And he, this is gonna freak you out. He was born April 2nd, 1962. John Slattery, August 13th, 1962. So Clark Gregg and John Slattery are almost the same age. And you look at their headshots and their pictures, and you're like, wow. He's like, I I mean, of course, John looks much older, but he's not um, just because of the white hair and everything. And I, irony is John Slattery played a, um, uh, a 1970s version of um howard stark which is iron man's dad clark gregg plays agent colson who is in shield or former shield if i don't spoil it or anything but he's formerly a shield agent and then also i did some research chris evans who plays captain america is also born in boston and he is fucking much younger than me puke he's born in 81 my god i graduated in 86 that's fucking ridiculous and the other thing is um last but certainly not least of course leonard demoy born in boston 1931 uh so that is my born in boston kind of quick little tribute um i know it's probably not a big deal it's to me it's kind of a kind of a big deal 
So uh, since we're talking about people born in Boston, I'm going to go through this week in movie history if you're paying attention, if you want to play along. See, it's uh, what I tell you is I tell you this week in movie history, past, present, and future, and it's up to you to kind of figure out where the movie is from, and if not, I kind of give it to you if it's too, too tricky. 1789 this week, Fletcher Christian led a mutiny. <laughs> if you can't figure that one out, you got bigger problems than I know about. Um, and we do have a couple of listeners, so maybe we can, uh, a couple of live chatters, I should say. We probably have more listeners, but we probably get a little chatting. Um, Fletcher Christian left a, uh, led a mutiny uh, in 1789. Uh, hint, it was on the bounty. Uh, <laughs> 1803, Larton Crespley was turned into a vampire. I don't Oh, that's uh, that's too easy. It's Cirque de Freak, the vampire's assistant. 1859, uh, uh, sorry, 1858, excuse me. Django and Schultz mean Calvin, <laughs> meet Calvin Candy in Greenville, Missouri, uh, Mississippi, I think. Yes, Mississippi. 1876, this week, Brooklyn Bridge was unveiled. Uh, that was from Kate and Leopold. 1892, Vito Andolini later became Don Colleone, was born in Colleone, Sicily. And you know, that's an easy one. This one's a real one, a real weird one. 1919, Mr. Gower received a telegram regarding his son's death from, in, from influenza. That was from It's a Wonderful Life. 1984, a letter was written saying cancer had spread through Barton Blaze's body. That's in Ghost Rider. Uh, this week in 1998, in the morning, Harry Potter killed Voldemort. Uh, I don't want to ruin it for you. Sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's, you know, I don't know what to tell you. It's 98. That doesn't seem right. In the morning, Harry Potter killed Voldemort. Was that 98? Did that movie come out in 98? No, that could. There's a typo there. That's got to be a typo. And in 2008, um, Something was seen landing in the ocean at Coney Island, New York, and that would be Cloverfield. So, uh, so ladies and gentlemen, if you are live chatting with us or you're listening through markscalia.com, uh, it is uh, wonderful to have you on. And uh, what we're going to do is we're gonna, I'm going to tease a little bit of the games because I've got a really nice guest and I want to get to that. Um, oh, I didn't play the game with you, my listeners. Oh, my goodness. I got a few, I got a few minutes. I can do that. Um, I have to play this game because I worked on it hard. Uh, <laughs> I worked on it real hard. Let's put let's put an adverb in there. It's kind of weird if it doesn't happen. Um, but this is the game that we tried a few weeks ago. It was called uh, I'll Try a Sample Then, but now it's called... We are offering a free sample. Take the challenge today. Take the challenge for the free sample game where I play a sample. I play a song that has been sampled. And uh, you must guess the song's that were you're, you're you're dead cheating oh i'm dead chatting oh i don't you're chatting with dead people or you're dead chatting um but i'm gonna play you the song and you have to guess the songs that were sampled um to make that song it's really easy you probably know it uh let's try it with this one come on i'm not even going for it that's what i'm going to say you you got what i need but you say Yes, that was Bismarcky, Just a Friend. But do you know what song they sampled to get that song? I'll give you a couple seconds on the chat. 
And I'm, I'll ref, I'll reload the page because I think I'm a little slow on the chat. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know who's chatting. No, nothing. That was uh, actually it was a, a sample from a gentleman called Freddie Scott, and it sounded like this. Sounds familiar? Oh, baby, you, you got what I need. You got everything I need. You like medicine to me, oh, baby. Yes. Now, I bet you didn't know that. In a world yeah, so I put them together. I put them together. <laughs> And the name of that is Biz and Freddie are just friends. That's the, that's the that's the name of the fresh. Now, a while ago, uh, this song actually came out. Let me get to this. A while ago, this song came out, uh, and you know this uh, young lady as um, the hot Jessica Simpson, or she used to be a hot Jessica Simpson. Then she gained weight. Then she lost weight. She's doing the Kirstie Alley diet. Holy crap! It yes, <laughs> um, she's doing the whole um, Kirstie Alley thing. But this is Jessica Simpson. And you probably know. This is a real easy one. What song is this sampled from? Joe got it right. Yes, it's from this. John Melanchump. Yes. <laughs> Jack and Diane. And when you mix them together, it's I think I'm in love with Jack and Diane. <laughs> and together, here they go. Yes, that's the in-studio thing. Now, we played this a while ago because this was one of my saxophone songs. Let's see how good the audience really is. One of my favorite songs in the late earlys. I mean, sorry, the late 80s, early 90s. Of course, that's the Beastie Boys singing Brass Monkey. But does anyone know what where they sampled it from? Where did they sample that song? Well, I'll give you a hint. It was a band from 1981, and the band was called Wild Sugar, and you are going to freak out. Oh, shit. This is my jam. I'm starting to roller skate backwards, bitches. <laughs> My hair's getting longer and curlier. So, that is Wild Sugar. That is the band. And if you mix them together, it's Bring It Here, Brass Monkey. Because the name of the song is Bring It Here. When you mix them together. One, two, three. 
Oh, I fooled you. They didn't change it much. Yeah, my hernia is feeling better. I can do a little, do a little chair rocking action. Yeah. Nobody would have got that. Yeah. Oop. Yes, and that's how it mixes together. Now, I did more research, and this is, everybody's familiar with this song. Fairly new song. Anyone know it? You can chat if you know it. <laughs> I've been out of the house. This is uh, Pitbull featuring Kesha, and the song is called Timber. But it was sampled from a song. Any idea? Any idea? I'll tell you. I'll just tell you. It's easier. It was sampled from a gentleman called Lee Oscar, and the name of the song is San Francisco Bay. It's going to freak you out. It's like you're on drugs, man. A million people live in San Francisco. I know, huh? So when you mix them together, it's called San Francisco Timber. It's going down. I'm yelling timber. You better move. You better dance. Let's make a night. You won't remember. I'll be the one. You won't forget. That, that'll fuck you up for a while. That's just weird. It's just fucking weird. Um, and the last one, certainly not least, but this last song is a blend of one, two, three, four other songs. And as soon as you know it, just chime in. Yes. I think. That's Come me on. messing with the volume because I'm jamming out here. And like Mick Jagger says, I can't get no satisfaction. And this is what, when we used to change it up, we go, and that's girls ask me why I so fly, and they, and they would go, girls just love my penis. And it goes, Darn. but there are four songs mixed in here, four of them. How many do you know? Let's just take it, let's just take it one by one, shall we? Yeah, Tone Loke, it is Tone Loke, and it's a Funky Cold Medina. But here's the first one that's mixed in. Once again, a great roller skating song. This is Burn Rubber from the Gap Band. And if you notice the... That's where that's from. And then the second part of that is... That one. Which is... Hot-Blooded by Foreigner. And then this is the thing I didn't know. This is this is the part I didn't know. This part. When it comes up, right, this part. When it comes to the bump, bump, bump. 
that bop, 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 bop comes from this song. Which is from Kiss. It's Christine 16. And of course, there's one more. You can barely hear it. Come on. Let's see if I can get to it. It's a little late, but there's actually this part of the song. Anyone get it? Just from the cowbell? And believe me, we could all use a little more cowbell. Try it again. The Stones, correct. Honky Tonk Woman. So if you mix them all together, if you mix all these songs together, you come up with Christine's Funky Hold, <laughs> Christine's Funky Hot Cold Honky Rubber Medina. <laughs> and this is what it sounds like. I wasn't lying. That's where they're all from. I'm not lying to you. I gave you my time. Why you won't have happy day? I'm so serious. That's experience. Some action, but like Mick Jagger said, I can't get no satisfaction. The girls are all around, but none of them. So that is the Christine Christina's funky hot cold honky rubber Medina. I don't know. There's another thing in there, but I can't get to it. So that is um, a free sample, uh, and you did play the challenge, which is good. So we're running a little bit behind because I went far too much with uh, with my opening monologue. But um, all things being said. Uh, how about Styx's great classic, Too Much Time My Hands? They're not in there. They're, it's not in that song. Sorry. Styx is not in that song. I told you all the songs. But we're going to take our first break. When we come back, uh, we're going to be having, we're going to listen to uh, our, I'm going to be calling our um, our comic, Jimmy P.J. Walsh, and I'll tell you everything about him, and he'll tell you more about himself when we come back from our first break. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. At a wedding toast, he confessed to giving the bride chlamydia. People know him as that guy. He'll ask about your children at a urinal. He once approached an undercover officer for drugs in front of a police station. He is the most inappropriate man in the world. I don't often drink beer, but when I do, at an AA meeting. Stay thirsty, my friends. Hey, 
everybody. It's Chris Penny. And irregardless of what I'm doing, I am probably listening to Mark Scalia's irregardless radio on the radio, irregardless that it's not on the radio because it's on the interradio, irregardless of that shit. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back listening to Radio Ergodless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And I'm about to call our wonderful guest, and hopefully he hasn't been waiting too long. I'm only about 10 minutes behind, so uh, I think he'll be, he'll be very understanding. Oh, it's a ringy-dingy. It's, oh, it's still ringing. <laughs> I thought I had a bad connection. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, he probably fell asleep because I was going on on a crazy rant. Hello, Mark. Hey, PJ. How are you? I'm very good, Mark. <laughs> I'm good too. Hey, I was uh, I was just telling our listening audience that you are a very funny comic, and uh, now you're joining me on on radio. Regardless, ladies and gentlemen of the listening audience, both on Mixler and my site, please welcome uh, Mr. PJ Walsh, or as he likes to be called, Jimmy PJ Walsh. Yes, that's our wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, that's a great thing. And uh, PJ, and I'm going to call you PJ yes. from this point. Um, first, explain the Jimmy, and then explain the PJ to me and the listening audience. Okay, I definitely will. Yeah, because it's a problem in my whole life. I've never really had a, my own name. Um, I, I'm the youngest of uh, six kids. My parents are from Ireland, both of them from Galway. And... Um, uh, so I was the last son there, and they named me Patrick, which would be fine in theory. It's a good Irish name, Mark, right? <laughs> of course it is. And um, uh, But the problem is I, I have an older sister named Pat. Okay. So if they would say Pat, then we would both come running, or we could both <laughs> ignore them, you know. So, yep. you know, and I always figure six kids, you ought to have six names, you know. Well, I mean, you would you think. Know. I would think that they could handle that. But there's there's tons of names. There's tons of names. Why wouldn't everybody tons get their own names? Name? Good names, yeah. Good names. Good Irish names. Yeah. I yes. think they, and so I think they saw they had like five kids. They knew five names, and they, they weren't expecting us. <laughs> you know. And now I always say I can hear my mother saying, John, I think I'm pregnant. Well, you can't be, Jill. You are out of names. <laughs> Run out of names. Stop, stop yeah. becoming pregnant. We're out of names. I guess there's no more names. <laughs> so, of course, they started. So then you get to school and people are calling you Pat and Patrick and then your friends are calling you Jimmy and uh, PGA kicks in. So I have a number of names, yeah. <laughs> so is it... So is, is it Patrick is your first name or Jimmy is your my first name? My first name is Patrick, yeah, and my middle name is James. Right. Yes. So that would explain the P and the James. Uh, but I've always known you as PJ, which makes sense because it's Patrick James. Uh, PJ exactly. Walsh, always known you as PJ Walsh. You've always, uh, as far as I know, you've just been in this part of the country doing the stand-up. Uh, or you're based out of uh, New England doing stand-up here. But yeah. there's a reason... <laughs> and this is the funniest thing. When I went on Facebook, and Facebook literally, you know, maybe 2007, 2008, um, before that, we were just, like, talking to each other. Um, Facebook, yeah. there, there's another PJ Walsh, and I thought that was you, and it's not. Exactly. It's a comic. Exactly. Where's he out of? He's like a kid. He's like... So it happened again. So he had with the <laughs> thing happened to me again. And so, and he also owns PJ Walsh.com, and he owns so... 
I've gotten offered jobs, and he's a little bit more of a blue comic than I, I am. Yeah. And so I've been turned down for jobs uh, because they they went on and, and they found him, which is where the Jimmy DJ Walsh came from. And also, uh, he's a bit younger, and, you know, so I get to gigs, and they have the big board with the pictures, and, of course, that's not my picture. <laughs> And I, friends of mine know him. Other comics know him. They yeah. work with him, and he's a good guy. And he always says to say hi to me. <laughs> but I've never, I've never actually met him. Mark. You, you, you would, know? you would think that that with a very similar name like that, then you you'd be getting more like you'd be getting his work, and he might be getting yours. So your your chance of getting more work is now increased. You would think. You would think possibly, yes, <laughs> except that sometimes they go on his website and, and they go, oh, he can't be saying that. Right. Uh, but, I just, but I just put up your, here's, I put up all your information. It's for the, in the audience and I put it in the chat and then I'm going to say it for the listeners of, uh, on my website. It's Jimmy PJ Walsh and this website is, uh, jimmywalsh.com on, on Facebook, you can find him at PJ Walsh. And here's the difference. Your picture actually, um, is you're not, you know, twenty years old. No offense, you're not twenty right, years old. Right. But you play the you play the guitar, don't you? I do. Yes, every you, day. You play many see, hours. Yes, see, I yeah. did. I did not know that about you, PJ. And we've known each other for how many years? 15, probably fifteen, twenty, twenty, probably twenty. About you know, yeah. fifteen maybe. Uh, yeah. Oh God, we were both young. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were, we were, well, we were. I, I only started playing seriously about seven or eight years ago. Yeah, so but, I had some, and I plunked out a couple of chords. But then I decided to really study music, and uh, yeah, so now I'm in a couple of bands, and I write songs, and I do harmonies, and you know, it's growing. You know? Oh, do you have anything? Do you have uh, Do you have any guitar stuff on uh, online? Anything on YouTube? I have guitar stuff on because I put you. Uh, I put your YouTube Walsh, information. Boston. Yeah. I put your YouTube connection up there, so just in case you... Yeah, would... yeah, they could go right on there, and I'm with a couple of different bands there, yep. Nice. And yeah. how, and so how, how, now refresh my memory, how long have you been at this whole stand-up thing? I believe I started in like 1992, you know. Well, yeah, we have known each other for a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's about when I started, and... Yeah. Um, I just took a, you know, I took a course at the Boston Center for Adult Education. Yeah. On a whim. I was just walking up the Commonwealth Mall near the public gardens. And um, I just went in and, and I picked that, that class. And, uh, and uh, there were about 25 of us, Mark, the first, the first week. And we, and we had to go home and write two minutes of comedy. Mm. And then we had to come back the next week and perform it. And uh, just that scared so many people that the next week there were like 14 missing. There were 11 other <laughs> You know, just that uh, scared people. And uh, so, um, but, and, and what actually happened was um, uh, very few of us actually, I think I was the only one from that class that went on to be like a Boston comic. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's like... It's like when we, I mean, when I started, there was a group of like, at first there were like four or five of us and then the five is, then it went to like 
five to eight, and then it went eight to 12. And then that 12 went to 15 and then it went all the way down to six. Like, like right away, people dropped off after the first five or six years. So I completely understand that. And, and I love your stuff and we actually haven't worked together in a long time. And I think you and I worked together. It was, um, it was, where was it? It was a gunquit. Was it a gunquit? A gunquit. It was in gunquit. Oh, gun. Uh, oh, gunquit, Maine. Oh, gunquit, Maine. <laughs> As my GPS calls it, Ogunquit. Ogunquit. <laughs> That's what my GPS calls it. Yeah. O- Ogunquit. Um, Ogunquit. But, and I hadn't seen you in so long, and I. I think I was feeling sick or something. I was a little under the weather. Um, a little it, bit, yes, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and I hadn't seen you, and you you were making me laugh so hard, I was coughing. Like, I was nice. drinking tea by the gallon, and uh, you, it was, I think it was just you and I that night, and you completely, you, I mean, there weren't, I think, what was there, 30 people maybe, 25 people? It was a thin crowd. A but, smaller crowd, yes. But they yep. were they were fantastic, and you totally ripped up the place. And it's it's just just watching you after so long with like because I haven't seen you just working, you know, fantastic. So, um, yeah, where, thank you, Mark. Yeah. Where, where you it, been lately? Like, fun, yeah. Yeah, and I thought, and you, the other headshot of the other PJ was on that. Post. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was probably one of the. That exactly was the thing. The other PJ was going to do. Right. Yeah. Because I had shown up because the picture, his picture was on the. And I go, oh, I've seen, I know the other PJ, but I've never worked with him. And I show up and you're there. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I was I like, what's happening? <laughs> and when people hire me, I can walk in. They think it's PJ's father <laughs> came to the gig. <laughs> I drove my son. I drove my son to the game. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. So, what else you been up to? You've been how uh, you working any steady gigs around here? With now, tell me about the music thing too, because that's that's a fairly new thing. Well, the I, music thing's fabulous, but I'll think a big difference now. I know you've done uh, comedy and done stuff with movies, and and uh, the thing with music is it pays. A lot less. And it takes, <laughs> like, we, if that's possible, yes, it is. And um, It is uh, possible. I actually have a couple of musicians listening. I'm going to load the cop. You know, I'm dragging out PAs and yep. amplifiers and guitars. you got to go. you got to set it up. You've got to, you know, play for four hours. And, you know, then, 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 then you have to break it down. Now, you know with the comedy gig, Mark, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Say you say if you're doing a thirty or forty minute set, you get there a little before showtime. You hang around. You uh, you go on stage, and you can go right from the stage right to your car. You're carrying nothing. <laughs> we used to we don't even carry notebooks now. Everything no. in our phone. Yep, right? yep. No yeah, paper, so, uh, nothing. But when the music's clicking, when that stuff's clicking, uh, it's really good. Even when when you're practicing, it's like. So for for me, it's like a little. It's playtime. Like when you like you just escape through the world. You, you're hanging with a, uh, a bunch of guys. Uh, sometimes there's a woman in the band, and um, it's just uh, a, a lot of fun. And when it clicks, when you rehearse a song and mm-hmm. it ends up perfect, you just go, "Wow!" You know. Well, I'll tell you, there's been there's been a lot of shows in my career that I wished wished I had a fucking instrument in front of me. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Because no, the audience is just like, they're just, uh, I wish, okay, jokes aren't working. I wish even a harmonica or anything just to play something to break up the uh, the non-noise outside. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. So, yes, so where yes. you, uh, so what are the bands you play? And I'll give some of those. We'll plug some of them too. Uh, well, I was just in the Jimmy P.J. Walsh All-Star Band. We just played in Watertown, Mass. this week. And what I do there is um, I, I just get a bunch of friends. And it, it's a great night because it starts off like Coffee House. It'll be acoustic stuff. Yeah. And uh, then, then we build it up a, a little bit more. And one of the guys in that band was Larry Lee Lewis, who was on your show. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Uh, a, a couple weeks of ago. weeks ago. Yep. And, um, uh, and I was in the band of three volunteers. Um, uh, we have some stuff on uh, Facebook, but my experience is bands just come and go. I mean, you know, it seems like they get together and then they fall apart, you know? Yeah. Well, I know, uh, actually one of the, one of the, uh, one of my listeners on Mixler right now, uh, Joe, Joe Cardoza had him on the show, him and his wife. Um, and they are, let's see if I do the family tree, right. They're my wife's sisters, husbands sister's husband. <laughs> that's Joe. If you I can, got it. Kinda, got I it. That. Got it. That's, oh, and that's Joe. <laughs> and Joe is on right now. Um, and Joe is in a band. Joe's been playing uh, since he was a kid. And yeah, so it's, and uh, my wife's brother, my, like my brother-in-law, technically my brother-in-law is um, he's in a band. He's in a bunch of bands and he's a drummer. So what the fuck you know, like a guitar acoustic, you can just have a case or maybe an amp and some cables if it's a bass or a six string, exactly. whatever. But if it's drums, he's fucking loading up a van, baby. It's just, that's the, yeah, that's and, the big one. That's and the uh, that's the one where you really got to load up stuff and you got to set up. Yeah. Yeah. And last Friday night, I would not, I think it was either last or the night or one of the Friday nights I happened to have the night off and I was over there and he's loading up for a gig and I go, dude, I, I tell jokes and just show up and they get shit there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we don't even bring microphones. They better have them there. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing is, what if, like, you know, like as a comic, if you don't do that well, you can kind of sneak out of there and nobody knows. If if you don't do that well as a band, you you, right. you kind of got to stay and pack your shit up. And you can't get exactly. out of there quick. And so, I mean, as a comic, you know, I've had people, you know, this is years ago, you know, up in Laconia or something like that, where people are, you know, throwing shit or, you know, mouthing off or something like that. And I can always sneak yeah. out the back. You sneak out of the back when you're in a band, you've lost equipment. <laughs> exactly. Right. You, yeah. There's no. Yeah, you can't just fly out the door. You can't, yeah. just, you can't just lose it. But I'll tell you what, PJ, I'm going to take another quick break. And we come back. I'm going to play some games with you. Are you ready? You ready to play some Sounds games? Sounds like a good idea, Mark. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. We shall return. We'll be right back. Uh, coming back. Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll come back. <laughs> Just trolling through the internet, and all of a sudden this leaf pops up. Turns out it's my cousin. Found out all the things she likes, you know, where she lives. It was actually really, really cool. And that's when I discovered Ancestry.com. Visit Ancestry.com and discover the world's largest online resource. You don't have to know what you're looking for. You just have to start looking. Hey, this is Ryan Gartley. You're listening to Radio Irregardless. 
I was on the show. Can you believe it? My wife farted the other night in bed, rolled over, and punched me in the head. This was slightly better. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Air Regardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And on the other side of this fantastic, wonderful contraption we call Internet Radio is Jimmy P.J. Walsh, uh, star-studded comedian and musician of the area. And since we've just come back from our second break, we're going to play a couple games. Now, one game we've played before, which the game is called... If you can't say something nice, you warthog-faced buffoon. Don't say nothing at all. Yes. So if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Where I play you a um, an insulting line uh, from a movie, and some of these movies. Let's see. These movies are, and I pick these almost especially for you, PJ. Um, these movies are within the past. Some of them are older. There's a, the youngest movie is. Uh, I don't know, maybe 10 years, if that. And some of them go back even further than that. So um, I figured you were the movie buff because, you know, you, you, you're going around and you, you're seasoned like myself. So if you get a correct answer, you get a wonderful sound, something like this. I bet you do all kinds of right. Oh, or you might even get this. Or you might even get this. When I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. And if you're wrong, you get, of course, yes. And even worse, Jimmy Khan will just tell you. That ain't right. That's right. <laughs> so, that ain't right. That ain't right. <laughs> I'll be your friend if I can kick you in the ass. <laughs> Any Jimmy Khan line. What the hell's wrong with you? Let me kick you in the ass. Let me punch you in the face. <laughs> Jimmy Khan. So, um, I'm going to play a soundbite. These sound bites uh, go as short as three seconds and as long as 12. Okay. So they're, they're fairly easy. And just so you know, my listening audience is this crack team. They, you think I've got a lot of time on my hands. These people do nothing except peruse and crowd and peruse and crowd. No, cruise and parade and they're on the internet all the time so they have a ton of information and we have five uh, guests capable of uh clicking the um the answer so you're playing against them you're playing against them directly so let me get my score sheet out because as everyone knows i'm terrible with math and i gotta take this out so pj i'm gonna put you here pj and audience is aud that's right odd because they're odd all right so here's the first one and the listening audience has a bit of a delay. They have about anywhere between a four to a 10 second delay. So you have an advantage because you can probably listen to it twice before they listen to it once. So this is our first sound and I can play it twice if you want. Here we go. I've been in this business 15 years. What's your name? Fuck you. That's my name. (laughs) I can play it. I'll play it again. I've been in this business 15 years. What's your name? Fuck you. That's my name. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is uh, Alec Baldwin speaking. Oh. That's Alec Baldwin speaking. And I can't remember the actor's name uh, who actually is talking to him as well. Uh, oh, Jason, no, you already got... Do you want to take a guess? 
I don't have a clue. It's Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. And of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good movie. That, yeah. is, that is a good movie. And I have to play you this because you did not get it right. Right. But Jason, one of my listening audience, got it right. And uh, he, it's, but he said Glenn and Gary. So I don't know if that completely. Let's uh, <laughs> close. Man, that's pretty damn close. It's Glenn Gary. Glenn is it? Glenn Gary. Glenn Glenn Gary. Maybe Scottish. Anyway, <laughs> let's try a <laughs> second one. Here we go. This is your last chance. Let's go, Jason. Sorry. What do you say, kid? Why don't you go home and fuck your mother some more? <laughs> Play it again. This is your last chance. What do you say, kid? Why don't you go home and fuck your mother some more? <laughs> Is that uh, Terms of Endearment? <laughs> what? Terms of Endearment? <laughs> Just I a wild guess. I don't, that's, that's so wild. It's wrong. <laughs> that's so out there. No, I'll give you, I'll give you a hint. Kiefer Sutherland starts it. Here we go. Kiefer Sutherland. This is your last chance. This is your last chance. Kiefer Sutherland. What do you say, kid? Why don't you go home and fuck your mother some more? <laughs> and they're all, they were very young when they all did that movie. Breakfast Club. Oh, no, it's uh, it's not the Breakfast Club, and I'm gonna have to play this. That ain't right. Yes, and again, Jason got it right because it did. Jason, it, of course, it's Stand by Me. This is your last chance. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what do you think? It's so easy when you know it. That's why well, that was a good clue that they were all very young. This is young. your last chance. <laughs> it's so easy. All right, Stand by Me. Oh, a couple people got it. Paul got it, and Jason got it, and my wife I'm is. Feeling like like when I'm five minutes into my act and they haven't laughed yet. Well, don't worry. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, is that River Phoenix? No, no, no. River, River Phoenix was it was in there. Yeah, River Phoenix delivered the line. Go home. No, go home and fuck your mother some more. No, I thought that was um, uh, what's it's uh, what's his name? Uh, Will 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 Wheaton. <laughs> it's Will Wheaton. <laughs> my wife will have at that. All right, here's the next one. Obscure movie reference, but a lot of people may get it. I'll t I'll and I'll play it once, then I'll tell you who says it. Tell me about it. Like I'm gonna put a bullet hole in your fucking forehead, and I'm gonna fuck the brain hole. <laughs> Very bizarre reference. It's between John Cusack, who says "Tell me about it," and um, Dan Aykroyd says the actual line. Tell me about it. Like I'm gonna put a bullet hole in your fucking forehead, and I'm gonna fuck the brain hole. <laughs> Very few people will get this. Oh, high Jason. Fidelity. High fidelity. High fidelity. No, no. But Jason got it right. It is gross point blank. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a good. Yeah. Is it really a Jason? Yeah, Jason's. <laughs> it's you're three to you're three to nothing at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be the comeback kid. It's all right. This one you'll get. I know you will. I can see you right now in the kitchen bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. That sounds like Groucho Marx. It right? is Groucho Marx. Now just start naming off some Marx Brothers movies. <laughs> duck Soup. Duck Soup! He said Duck Soup would be... When I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. That's right. Duck Soup. You got one. Wow. Pete, you're on the board. One. You're on the board, Pete. All right. Now, remember, you do an advantage because you can hear it faster than the audience. But because we're listening on a phone line, it may be a little distorted. They listen to it completely clear like it's out of a stereo box. But here's the next one, and you can definitely get this one. Come here, honey. Hey, loosen up, will you? You're a lot of women, you know that? Hey, you want to make $14 the hard way? Uh, <laughs> I know it's Rodney, but... It is Rodney. Is it? What was the name of that? It is Damn Rodney. It. 
Oh, no, it's, it's not. not. It's not him when he was in Caddyshack. What is it? What do you think it is? Was he in Caddyshack? At Caddyshack is... Correct. Wow. <laughs> yes, and two of the listeners actually wrote... Um, uh, back to school, and uh, no, so you got it wrong. So you beat Jason on the draw. So I don't know. Maybe he's. Jason on the draw. <laughs> I'm going to be bragging about that for fun. People don't even know who Jason is, but I'll know. <laughs> You'll know. You'll know who beat. So you're catching up now. You, they have uh, the audience has three, and you have two, but there's still quite a bit left. No, it's not easy money. No, it's not. Here we go. This one's. This one's really. It's about seven seconds, and I know you're going to get this one. Why don't you try the airlines? A lot faster, and you get a free meal. If I wanted a joke, I'd follow you into the john and watch you take a leak. <laughs> Do you know the actor? I don't get. I didn't get the voice. Yeah. Okay, let's try it again. Why don't you try the airlines? A lot faster, and you get a free meal. If I wanted a joke, I'd follow you into the john and watch you take a leak. Why don't you try the airlines? It's a lot cheaper. A lot cheaper, and you get a free meal. He goes, if I wanted a joke out of you, I'd follow you into the john and watch you take a leak. It's Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Yeah. Um. Uh. What was that movie with John Candy? Is yeah. That movie with yeah. John That's that Candy. movie with John Candy. Yep. Uh, Come on. And it's got. Uh, and he mentioned the airlines. Oh. He mentioned the airlines. Uh. Fucking. He mentioned the airlines. PJ. I forget the name. I forget the name. He mentioned the airlines. Oh, everybody's nailing it now. I gave it to you. It is planes, is trains, and automobiles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so Jason got planes, trains, and automobiles. Of course that. he did. Of course he did. <laughs> Of course he did. So, all right, let's try this one. This one you might get because you I don't know if you might be a fan. Here we go. How would you like to suck my balls? <laughs> what did you say? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Garrison? <laughs> I don't know. Really? Um, really? I don't, yeah. It's a, yeah. That was Eric Cartman saying it. Otherwise, well, it was an animated character, and the animated character. Right, that was the animated definitely. Oh, Jason got that one too. It was Jason. I'll give that to Jason. It was South Park from Bigger, Longer. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you what: you get one more. If they get one more one, you're systematically eliminated from this game. (laughs) Exactly. Right. No pressure. This one's going to be a little tricky. This one's a little tricky. I don't know if I'm Oh, yeah, because the others were so simple. Two of the other ones were easy. <laughs> Let's try this one. Here we go. Trying to earn money for college. Your mom goes to college. <laughs> Trying to earn money for college. Your mom goes to college. Trying to earn money for college. Your mom goes to college. <laughs> I don't have a... Jason, go ahead, Jason. <laughs> Jason. Go ahead, Jason. All right, Jason's going to see if he can get that one. Trying to earn money for college. Your mom goes to college. <laughs> Anyone? Nothing? Take a guess. Come on. It's Napoleon Dynamite. Jason got it right again. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah that was a good movie. That's when she comes up. She's selling all those bracelets or things. And he goes, I'm trying to save money. And then uh, Napoleon Dynamite's brother leans over and goes, your mom goes to college. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Napoleon, you're just mad because I'm talking to hot babes in chat rooms. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's try one more, PJ. I think you can do this one. Here we go. 
Nice wig, Janice. What's it made of? Your mom's chest hair. <laughs> nice wig, Janice. What's it made out of? Wow, that's a great line. Your, mom, your mom's chest hair. Nice wig, Janice. What's it made of? Your mom's chest hair. <laughs> Hairspray? No. Hairspray. Good guess, but no. No. It does involve, uh, that was, I don't know the actress's name. Um, I can't remember her offhand. But it does involve, well, Hairspray's got a lot of girls in it, right? Yeah. Uh, and that was a girl who was being a little uh, belligerent. Or yes. a little nasty. And what's another word for belligerent and nasty? Mean, mean girls? It's mean girls! I bet you do all kinds of right. I got it before, Jason. I gave it to him, but fuck him. <laughs> there we go. So it's mean girls is correct. And Jason typed in mean girls. Too bad. You lost. Here we go, PJ. The last one. Final, final one. Here we go. Questions? Yeah. I got a question. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? (laughs) (laughs) I gotta use that line. That's a good one. You said it earlier. Oh, it was Lizzie Kaplan who said the line. Thank you. My uh, my little brother actually posted in. But I'll play the sound again. Questions? Yeah, I got a question. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? (laughs) And you had said the mover earlier when we started. It was your first guess, and it was incorrect. Really? Yes. The sad part is I forget. You forget. <laughs> <laughs> I forget so long ago. It was, uh, it was the it was Judd Hirsch, but his character's name was uh, er, uh was it Derek Bender? Oh, everybody killed it. Everybody just buried it. It's the Breakfast Club. So PJ. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot I said that. Yeah. yeah. The audience toppled you. Uh, they got seven, and you got three. So. If you can't okay, say something yeah. nice, you're done. That's what we're gonna do. But I'll tell you, here's as long a game. as it wasn't a shutout, I feel good about myself. No, you did. You did pretty well. You did pretty well. Um, when Larry played, Larry got his ass, his proverbial ass, handed to him on that one. So, so here's a new game I want to play with, and it's um, it's only comics will get it. Um, but I'm gonna see if the audience wants to play as well, which is completely fine. They can play. Um, this is a game that I actually just, and this is kind of still in the prototype stage, but as you know, the listening audience, and of course you, PJ, that a lot of Boston comedians have gone on, not just to do stand-up, but to be in movies and to be on television and to do really, really remarkable things. And this comic, uh, is actually a Boston uh, comic. He's been here since, I think he started in 82. I'll give you a little bit about him and see, and maybe you can kind of get his bio. But I'm going to play, or actually, I'm well, I'm going to, I pre-recorded them to make it easier so I can replay them over and over again. I'm going to go through his, uh, his I am, and it's a him, it's a male comedian who started in 82. I'm going to go through his database of movies he's been in. And as soon as you know, and this is where you're playing kind of against them, um, Judd Nelson. Judd, what did I, I said Judd Hurt. I, Judd Nelson. I, did I say Judd Hirsch? <laughs> I must you have... did, but oh, Judd, they... Judd, right Judd Hurst was on taxi. My brother just corrected me. Yes, it is Judd sure. Judd Nelson. Yes, of course. Um, that's, that's I'm glad my listening audience keeps me on my toes because I'm thinking about yes. six other things. So we're move. We've moved on since Judd Hirsch and Nelson. So we're moving on. So I'm going to go through his uh, database of her his IMDb of what movies he's been in, 
And his career uh, for movies uh, goes back a little further, but some of the main movies, one in nine, uh, started in 96 all the way up to 2013. So here we go. So as soon as you know, okay. 1996, Celtic Pride, The Cabbie. Tony V. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Did you get that on the first one? The first one. Was it Tony V? That was Tony V. Tony yep. V. He also was in 2000, State and Maine, as Water Delivery Man. 2004, yes. My Brother Jack, as Artie. 2008, My Best Friend's Girl, as Chef Slava. 2009, World's Greatest Dad, as Dr. Pentola. 2010, the Town, as Vericom Crew Chief. 2011, God Bless America. My favorite. As Pancake-Eating Pedophile. That's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> and the most recent one. 2013, The Heat, as yes. Precinct Officer. Right, and I didn't get to play the intro, but because we figured it out, it was Tony V. And you got it. You got it correct. Tony V was uh, the very first one. And the name of the game is Boston, You're My Home, where we try to figure out comics that were in movies just by listening to the movies. Uh, and it's actually, it's much more difficult than you think. There's about 12 or 15 legitimate stand-up comics that have been featured in movies. So Exactly. And that's it. And they don't necessarily have to be from Boston, but they have got to got their career actually started in Boston. So they're known as a Boston comic. So... So that's Just the, to uh, say, Mark, and now now Tony V was in a fabulous series called Brotherhood. Yes, he was also. Yeah, I, I didn't go through he TV. He was great in that. I yeah. only I only went uh, I only went through his uh, his his his, his uh, movie, movie yeah. database. Yeah. So uh, here's what we're gonna do since we're since we're moving right along. I'm gonna go to our third break, and when we come back, we're gonna hear a little bit of stand up from Jimmy PJ Wolf. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening. To Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. Hi there, this is Cheryl Fay, and you're listening to Radio Irregardless with my friend Mark Scalia. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're listening to Radio Irregardless. I always tell when she was in the mood for what? romance because she'd always do the exact same thing. First she'd take like a hot bubble bath, then she'd slip into something see-through and sexy, and then she'd go out. <laughs> <laughs> It seemed to like service out there is not quite like what it used to be. It was at the car wash, a big sign. If you're not completely satisfied, we'll wash your car again free. I said, the guy, have to go through again. He said, why? I said, well, you didn't even get the bird crap off my window. 
he said, oh, well, that must be on the inside. <laughs> no, what I did, I went along with it. I said, you know, you're right. Because sometimes I do, I do leave my window down when I run in the store. I'm sure a bird must have flown down and landed on my dashboard, flipped on his back, and fire went up in the window. <laughs> I'm sorry, I bothered you with this. I said, hey, I think you got some crap on your head. He said, no, I don't. I said, oh, well, it must be on the inside. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is uh, Jimmy P.J. Walsh and from your set on the Steve Katzo show, which uh, I was scheduled to be on there. Um, and then I guess Steve got very sick and uh, I wasn't able to do it. And uh, then I got my uh, my hernia repaired. So uh, we rescheduled. I think I'm supposed to be there sometime in June or something like that. But um, how is the Steve Casso show? I'm hearing really good things about that. It's a lot of fun. It's like, it's really a little love fest there. They treat you so nice. And it's, um, uh, you know, it's all volunteers. And he's done such fabulous stuff uh, with that show. And it's all, it's almost like a little old Tonight show set, you know, they have the band off to the right, and it's just a lot of fun. It's how it comes, you know, yeah, usually. And, and uh, uh, Mike Katrobus is actually uh, kind of a torque, he's kind of talent coordinator kind of thing. And he's, uh, exactly. he's like, Yeah, he goes, You're gonna love it, it's fantastic. And it's uh, and so I'm really looking forward to it. So, yeah, uh, it's a cozy little love fest, Mark. It's nice, it's yeah. And yeah. I like the fact that he's got an actual band there that actually plays, which is actually kind of sweet. Yeah. Yep. So, so speaking of good gigs, because I, I it, the audience seemed good, and you had an audience there. We does live audience. It seemed like a good gig. Um, before I let you go, um, uh, I well, a couple more things. But one of the things I really like to get to is um, I love to ask comics and actors and performers, anybody on the show. Um, I want before I thank you. I, of course, I thank you, and uh, I'd love to hear about your best gig and your worst gig. And please start with the best gig first. Because the worst okay, gig the, is going to uh, be a better the best story. Best gig, I would probably, I, I would have to say, um, uh, I did a uh, 12-step, it's called a Half Moon Festival. It's a campsite with, where people who are trying to get sober go, and uh, with it, they can have some some fun, and they had me there as a comic, and I did a show, and they were a great audience, and but what made it a great gig was after the uh, after my set, I was standing outside the little coffee house at the campsite, and uh, this guy come walking up to me. He says, "I'm trying to get sober." He says, "I haven't laughed in six months since I put down the stuff." He said, "This is the first time I actually laughed." Wow! So wow. that was pretty cool. And I stayed over. Another thing that was cool, Mark, was the uh, other way we do our set, and then we're out the door. We're usually off and and home. Well, I stuck around. I stayed there. And so the next morning I'm walking through the campsite and people are, are making reference to my um, act and they say, oh, we were just talking about that joke. So you don't think how people enjoy your show the next day until you actually hang around the next day and they talk to you about it. So yeah. that was pretty cool. That felt good, you know. Oh, that's very cool. You know, it's we forget, and especially me. I mean, I, I, you know, I do this whole bit, you know, the whole opening segment is about how I, how people are just there and they're in the way but that's why we do it and then we're on stage if you get those moments every once in a while it's really cool so that you know the the 12 step conversation that's that's you know that must have been very special and rewarding too so i can yeah it was very nice i can appreciate that now conversely (laughs) conversely conversely 
the um the worst uh, gigs where the human beings are the worst fucking thing on the planet. Well, um, let's get a little twist to it because <laughs> the way often you'll go to like a gig and they'll say, "Mark," they'll say, "Oh, it's a fundraiser," but they don't even bother to tell you what it's for, and not yeah. that you need no, but they have to know what the heck is going on, you know. Yeah. So I was doing this fundraiser. It was out in Orange, Massachusetts. And um, I get there, and um, what happens is it's a fundraiser for the town had one police dog. And the dog was really loved. It was a German Shepherd. It was a beautiful dog. And the dog had gone deaf. And they raised money to have an operation for the dog to see if they could restore his hearing. You know. Okay. <laughs> and so they raised all this money. And uh, so they had the operation. <laughs> they have the operation in the opera. Just my life, the operation failed, you know. Oh, no. So, yeah, so the dog, because he had no real hearing, I guess as part of being a police dog, he was forced retirement for this dog. And this dog was so loved. So I'm waiting to go on, and this is what the thing's about. And so the dog's on stage. What? He's on stage before me, Rocky. His name was Rocky. He's on the stage, and, and people are crying. They're crying. And uh, uh, he's there, and uh, he's like somewhere between Saint 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 Rocky and Vincent Chin and Lassie, like most beloved sad story you could ever. Okay, so he walks off the stage. Oh my! Okay, God. now we're gonna do the comedy show. They oh. bring me right up. They, I knew you that know, was coming. No downtime. Oh. People are still crying, right? So, so I, oh my God, I'm not happy. Hysterical. I'm nervous, and I say. Okay, let's hear for Rocky. Let him know. <laughs> oh my and God. someone says he's deaf. <laughs> he's de- <laughs> well, I knew that, but you, you know, it's just I have it. You just go. Let's hear it for Joe. Let, let him. Know. Let him know. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I was already in deep sneakers. Now I'm going. Let's hear it for Rocky. Let him know. Oh and, my uh, God. They must have know, hated you from jump. <laughs> they hated me. Yeah, and yeah, and so. You know those bad nights where it goes right into your marrow? Yeah. You know, that's with your skin, and then it's on your bones, and now it's in your marrow, and uh, yeah, yeah. I've never, I, I had a job when I was a kid, and it would force me to look at the clock, and I started calculating, how long have I been here? Well, it's only six minutes, and ten minutes, and nine minutes, and I tell myself I would never have a job that I had to look at my clock, you know, when I had to go, and there are certain nights where you're just like, Oh, only six minutes? What the fuck? <laughs> I know, are you shit me? It's like, yeah. it's, it feels like it's been longer than six minutes. Why has it only been six minutes? <laughs> it's like you're on the worst date of your life magnified by a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> you know. uh, that's yeah. funny. Let's hear it from Rocky. Let him know. He's let him deaf. Know. Yeah, and then someone so passed it out like, they wouldn't even let me make the mistake. They had to go, he's deaf. I want to go, yeah, yeah, I know. But, yeah, so. yeah, it's, it's, I'm used to saying it and I think it's funny, but I know you love it. It's a fucking dog. Oh, here's a little yeah. thing. It said uh, dog stories. I'll uh, say before I let you go. Oh, actually, you know, I, I just found this out and it was a kind of a little bit of information. Um, I saw this thing. It's on Sunday mornings. They usually run a lot of kids' shows on Sunday mornings and I'm flipping through waiting for the news shows to start. And um, they rescued SeaWorld, uh, rescued a, do- a, a dolphin, or they had a baby, like a baby dolphin, and it couldn't nurse because the mother was killed or something like that. And they raised the dolphin. And I didn't know this, and I don't know if you do. You know, if they catch a, a dolphin and they keep it in captivity or if they can't re-release it, what they do is they give it to the Navy. 
They give navies, uh, navy dolphins, okay. navy yeah. sea lions, just like we have police dogs. They have navy seals, literally navy seals, right. navy like sea lions, animal, yeah. and navy dolphins. And they they're treated just like armed forces. And I didn't know it. And I was like, why didn't I know that? Because right. we have we use dogs. You know, they have you know police dogs. The worst the worst animal they use the police cat. Not very effective. Not effective at all. You know, they get the dog out and the cops and the cops jump out and the dog's like, rawr, 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 and they go, I'm going to set the dog in here. The guy's like, okay, I'm sorry. They get the cat. And they go, I'm set the cat. And the cat's like, <laughs> not an effective, not an effective fucking police animal. But, exactly. But before we let you go, PJ, um, or Jimmy or Jimmy PJ, uh, tell us where you're going to be this weekend. Are you gigging this weekend? You got any gigs coming up? Anything I'm not big? gigging this week weekend, but uh, May 10th, I'm going to be at the uh, Natick Center for the Arts in Natick, Mass. Oh, cool. And another cool gig is on uh, the 16th of May, I'm going to be at Tupelo Hall in Londonderry, New Hampshire. Oh, good. For working for Mr. Great uh, Laugh Riots. Venue, but they yeah. have comedy there, yeah. You should bring... Have you integrated your guitar into your act? I haven't had uh, people say it, and at times I think of doing it, but actually, unless I have something that is better than the jokes I'm doing, I don't want to do it just because I play <laughs> guitar. Okay. So what I'm saying, if I give four minutes to my guitar, it better be four minutes than the four minutes I'm taking out of my act. Right. I haven't right, come, I come up with anything, you know. I get you. Well, I could I could use a guitar. So... <laughs> That means that I can use a guitar. So, PJ, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on Radio Regardless. Thanks uh, for inviting me, Mark. Oh, it's been a pleasure, man. It's been a pleasure. And I uh, I hope we can work together. I mean, you know, it's very few and far in between, but I hope we can work together in an upcoming thing. And I know you're going to be at the Natick uh, Center for the Arts, um, which uh, later on I'll promote. I'm actually going to be there Sunday doing a different benefit. Um, nice. But, uh, nice. you know, and hopefully, Mike, uh, you know, uh, with Laugh Riots, you and I will be on the same show eventually soon. So, yeah. so thanks yeah, so much for good. thanks so much for joining us, PJ. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, Jimmy PJ Walsh. You can visit him at www.jimmywalsh.com. On Facebook, you can see him as PJ Walsh. He's the one with the guitar. And if you want to see any more of his stand-up or anything he's got going on, please visit him on the YouTube channel, his YouTube channel, PJ Walsh boston that's how you make the distinction but pj thanks so much and uh i'll see you around my friend okay mark good to good good to talk with you buddy good talking thanks so much bye-bye and that was pj walsh ladies and gentlemen um and before i go uh i was checking my uh my uh account and uh nobody has uh left me a message Uh, no emails no messages um but in any case, that was PJ Walsh. And before I actually wrap the show, um, I actually wanted to say a few things. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us uh, this week. Uh, next week, we have a very, very cool show. I'm really looking forward to next week's show. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of tease that a little bit more. I am, uh, I myself, I'd like to promote myself because my wife tells me I should do it. So uh, I... I am going to be, tomorrow night, I will be in Hookset, New Hampshire, 
at the Pizza Man. Yes, glistening career. Um, no, it's actually a very fun venue, and it's a quick little thing, and they have amazing food from everything the comics have told me. And that's the Pizza Man, May 1st, Hooks at New Hampshire. And then this weekend, May 2nd and 3rd, I am going to be at Kowloon Comedy, the Kowloon and Sagas, or as uh, they used to say it in the commercials, the Kowloon. Up there for the uh, for the Wong family, uh, both Friday and Saturday. I believe there's one show each night. I don't think there's. They usually do two shows on Saturday, but I'm pretty sure there's only one show on Saturday. Uh, and then Sunday, coincidentally, PJ just mentioned uh, the Center for Performing Arts in Natick. I'm actually going to be there, and I'm going to be co-hosting the Nebo Awards, N E A B O, which is the New England Actors, uh, something. I don't know what it stands for, but I'm co-hosting it. It's basically um, uh, New England Actors is a website. Um, New, Eng New England Actors Best of Awards. That's what it is. That's what it stands for. And I'm going to be co-hosting with the uh, New England Actors website slash organization, um, Bradley Van Dusen. So it's going to be him and myself uh, performing on this Sunday night. So, and that's a Natick. So you can come down there. Tickets are available. Um, the Center for Performing Arts, and it's at 14 Summer Street in Natick. So, ladies and gentlemen, that has been our show. Uh, you've been listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Next week, another live show with Jason Body, and it's going to be a very interesting. Uh, PhD slash wine slash tasting. But if you want to be a sponsor or a guest to do a promo, email me radioirregardless at gmail.com. I've been Mark Scalia. See you next week. This has been Radio Irregardless, hosted by Mark Scalia, your non standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoy. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live from Salem, Massachusetts via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests, courtesy of Skype, and all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme music, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuis. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises, and copyrighted 2014. Thank you for listening. And finally, anyone who uses the terms irregardless, a whole nother, or all of the sudden shall be sent to a work camp.